All right, today for today's edition of Odd Talk, we welcome Jorge Perez from Ensemble Espanol. Jorge, it's so great to have you here. Gracias, Rich. Great to be here. Thank you for joining us in this edition of Odd Talk. So I really want to thank you for joining us today. And, and it appears that you're in your house. Are, are, we, are you joining us from your home today? Yes, yeah, still working from, from home here. Uh, pretty much the uh, dining room, which has become pretty much the meeting room, the ballet room, the staff meeting room, the dancers meeting room, the tech staff meeting room, which become all the meetings. Meeting rooms for all the business of the ensemble. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's certainly become everything to us, hasn't it? Um, you know, I don't. I, I look forward to the day that I can leave my bedroom um, because <laughs> that's where I do all my work. Actually, today I made a trip to the theater, as you could see from the background, uh, to do some things. So that's where I'm speaking to you from today, is the auditorium theater. Oh, that's fantastic. So it's not a virtual background. It's the real thing. Awesome. It is the real deal. So, so Jorge, we've been speaking from time to time during the, the shutdown down in the stay-at-home order, but tell us all how you and your company and dancers are doing right now um, as we're in our nearly third month of the shutdown. Well, I think um, we've, you know, we've been adapting as we go along not knowing how long this shutdown was going to take place. And we sort of immediately went into, okay, let's continue some of our, our, our promotional um, online videos. From there, the idea came out, well, hmm, after a few weeks, you know, a dancer begins to feel in their body not being able to, to move. And so our ballet teacher said, well, Jorge, I'm willing to give a try on this new Zoom platform. And so we, we gave it a try and right now the dancers are, are having their ballet classes twice a week on, on Zoom. And, and I will say that uh, when I first view them, Irma and I, 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 I was really emotional and because to see everyone working from different parts of their homes, you know, wanting to keep the art form going uh, was just, you know, it, it was just touching. And, and, and to see them all separated yet united as one following, you know, our, our ballet instructor, it, it, it just, you know, really inspired me to know that, okay, we've, we've definitely got to keep going. And that, that structure, you know, just became the norm. Okay, what else can we do? So we're, we're doing meetings with the dancers, with the staff, with the tech staff. We've come up with some wonderful, actually the dancers and the staff have come up with some really cool ideas, bringing back uh, ballets with commentaries on there from choreographers. We had to cancel our American Spanish Dance Festival, which is the biggest event that we produce with guest artists from Spain. We were going to premiere two full company choreographers. And the beauty of it was, well, the whole, the whole world is on lockdown. And we've been able to reach out to the guest artists who were going to come for the first time and, and, and give Zoom talks to the dancers. And what's, you know, what was scheduled for you know, 45 minutes to an hour would turn into an hour and a half because they're, they're just so eager to, to talk to us and share what they're going through as well in, you know, in, in their country. So we're trying to continue those series and trying to adapt right now. Okay, this is the new norm for for right now, 
it's it's not it's not easy. It's it's not the way the art form works. But at least we stay connected. And and you, I must say, Ensemble Espanol under your direction has really done an incredible job at shifting and creating online content. And I even think, I mean, this this shows what an amazing leader you are. Is I, I even think I saw one of your video installments where you were wearing a wig and you were jumping into a certain scene. Can you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> well, you know, really the, the ideas and, 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 and right now it's, 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 it's the dancers. It's about the dancers. They are the stars of, of, of the company. Um, but some, you know, some of them have insisted, oh, Jorge, you, you've got to be in this particular video series as well as, 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 well as Irma. And, and uh, yeah, that's uh, one that's trending. Um, the challenge, I think the, the, they call it the Don't Rush Challenge. And you use that rap song and you've seen it with different uh, different theater companies. And uh, they, the dancers were the ones that said, no, Irma's gonna start it and you're gonna end it. And uh, okay, so I just, Irma being my dance partner for life, I was like, okay, well, what are you wearing, and 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 and, and how are you, you you know going to end your segment? So she gave me the you know the idea. Oh, probably in the kitchen with rollers. I'm like, okay, I gotta get a wig, gotta get the rollers. <laughs> you did it. You even you, you pulled it off very well. Now. Oh. <laughs> Before we get too deep in our conversation, I think we have to assume that maybe somebody is going to be dialing in and seeing this odd talk and may not know a lot about Ensemble Espanol. So could you just give us just a brief overview and mission um, under your direction uh, for Ensemble Espanol? Wow. Well, the Ensemble Espanol is the premier center for Spanish dance in music in residence at Northeastern Illinois University. It was founded by Dame Libby Kamiko back in 1976. She came to Northeastern in 1974 with her mom, concert pianist Dorothy Kamiko, who happened to have won her Chopin Award there playing uh, piano on the stages of the Auditorium Theater back in 1933 at the age of 11. And, um, and yeah, so Northeastern embraced Dame Libby's performance asked her to be become um, an artist in residence, and from there, Northeastern never never let her go, and she continued her her efforts and her work of presenting all styles of Spanish dance: the classical, the folkloric, the escuela bolera, flamenco, uh, contemporary and traditional formats. Working with choreographers internationally as well as locally and, and nationally, and um, you know, Irma and I pretty much grew up in the ensemble. Uh, we started out as teenagers. And Dame Libby, who was a master of doing it all, I mean, she was choreographing, she was writing the grants, she was dancing herself, uh, she was just a powerhouse, and she just shared all that knowledge with us, which is why many of the dancers have different hats. And it's like, oh my gosh, just because that was passed down to us as you know the successors. And so um, I think um, one of the things that we, we really, Irma and I knew firsthand was the, the mission of the ensemble. We've got to stay true to what the ensemble and Spanish dance stands for in, in, our, in our community. And of course, there's a whole historic perspective on there, 
But it's in our mission to work contemporary, making sure that we are up to date with what's happening in our society. And that's reflected in our in our productions. And I think it, it provides a huge variety of, of programming that people leave. There's always something in our programs that you'll like. And then being in residence at an institution like Northeastern, who embraced us since day one, there we are offering academic classes for college credit in the art form. We've got three scholarship endowments. I mean, our dancers can actually dance their way through through college. What an opportunity. And so, you know, starting off the program as young as four years old, you know, all the way through, you know, adulthood really ensures for the ensemble to go on for generations. And then to have the caliber of, of artists that we continue to, to bring, we ask the dancers, you know, what's on your wish list? And so Irma and I look at that roster, it's like, okay, yes, let's try this, you know, up and coming choreographer, let's try this particular artist. And the beauty of it is, is that we still have ties with many of our, our guest artists, including the founding members of the National Ballet of Spain. And they're really, you know, invested as a stakeholder in our company, as are many, many artists through, you know, throughout the U.S. So you, you've clearly, by your explanation and, and by myself as a witness to it, you've done everything you can to remain relevant and uh, remain true to your mission. Um, and it's really been an honor to be uh, somehow a part of that and to watch you do that. Now, I kind of want to turn the, the, the conversation back towards when we first met. And, <laughs> you know, I think we have to add another name to this conversation, probably two other names to this conversation. But I'm, I'm going to start off the story. And then, Jorge, I'm going to ask you to finish the story. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so this was back probably in about 2001. And uh, when I was working at the Auditorium Theater as the general manager, I had a conversation with our chief marketing officer at the time, um, who also worked development as well, Judy Green. And Judy said, Rich, I met this woman named Dame Libby Comaico, Ensemble Espanol, amazing, beautiful dance. You and I really need to figure out how to get them on the auditorium stage. There you go. Now it's over to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, very, very exciting when we, we, we heard that you were considering to, to have the ensemble on there. It, it became full circle for Dame Libby because of her love for the art form. And of course, what being in the auditorium theater meant to her because of, of her connection to, you know, to, to her mom. But I think, um, Rich, what, what you and, and, and Judy did for the Ensemble Espanol, which we will you know, be grateful for, for our artistic life, is that you, you gave a, a platform uh, to the ensemble that really highlighted and shined the, the, the works of, of, of our company. And you, know, you can only do so much in the spaces that you that you that you have before you, and of course, to have the auditorium. Really, I mean, it was your board members who said, "Oh my gosh!" When we presented Bolero there, who said, "Oh, you cannot open with this. You need to close with this." You know, magnificent number. It's like 
wow, wait, but we always close, you know, with with live flamenco, you know, segments and ballets. And they were like, no, 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 you have got a closure here. You've got something very special. I guess like what Revelations is to Alvin Ailey, Bolero immediately was seen as, oh, that's Ensemble Espanol's, you know, trademark. And so I think um, once you provided us that, that platform, that, that, that outreach, uh, the, the work and the, and the company and the dancers, we, we, we felt like we were validated in, in, in the community. We, we, I know we had been there already, you know, three decades, but it, it really brought us to, to the stages in the community that didn't know about us, including our own, our own colleagues from you know, Joffrey to Harvard to Gus, it really gave us that, you know, that vis visibility and my gosh, again, and to be part of the international series of, of the auditorium theater and then to have the auditorium theater community embrace us, my gosh, and the reviews, it's like, wait a minute, the reviews were incredible. We're like, but we've been doing this work. But again, it's, it, it was that platform opportunity that really was a game changer for us. So thank you so much <laughs> and the thanks go to you uh jorge because it's it's been a relationship that uh we're certainly proud to be associated with and and we hope can continue uh in perpetuity here so oh, absolutely thank you won't that be fun right when you and i are i was about to say old men but at least for me <laughs> i am an old man right now and that feels like a long time ago but many many years from now we'll be looking back and, uh, and, you know, just having fond memories about all the performances that you've had here, which I think we're at a total of about 14 right now. Is that right? Correct, yeah. We're, we're at 14. Five have been the ensemble, solo on the, uh, on the program, and then the others have been in collaborations with the um, uh, Stomping Grounds uh, Festival and also Dance for Life. So Jorge, in the in the last few weeks um, since the death of George Floyd, we as art companies, um, you know, we feel like we've been challenged, um, and you and I have talked a little bit about this. We've been challenged to address racial inequity, um, you know, in what we do and how we present ourselves, and within our own organizations. Um, so, what does this type of a question? What does this mean to Ensemble Espanol? Well, I think. Um Right now, for for the ensemble, uh, we 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 are still um, sort of dealing and, and having those those conversations right now. I think um, you know we're we're all shaken up uh, to this you know an, an unfortunate reality that's in you know the the American society. We really have to face the reality of of, of racism. And I think uh, one of the things, because of the ensemble's work, I mean, we are a mosaic of world cultures. If you ask us, you know, Jorge, how many Spanish dancers do you have in the ensemble? It's zero, none. We all represent and come from different cultures, all for the sake of this one art form that we all are so passionate about. And I think, uh, you know, our, our, our new development director, Kim Grigsby, you know, has mentioned you all are just constantly, every time you get together, you are building bridges, you know, internally. And then when you present your work, you know, externally. And so, okay, how do we take that and make sure that that is happening wherever we go? 
And that's the conversations right now that we're like, okay, we're shaking up. Are, are, are we really doing that? And if we know better, we've got to do better. How do we do a better job of reaching, you know, our, our communities? It's, it's, yeah, black lives do matter. And, 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 and are we really attuned to all these in, in injustices? We've got to break that, that norm. I mean, and it goes, you know, from healthcare to, to of course, equity in, 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 in the workforce. And, and, and so all of a sudden, we've, you know, we, we've got this shakeup here. What can we do better? And, you know, right now, uh, Rich, we're actually having those conversations. We're bringing in, you know, guests from the community to, to let us know what else can we do? What else can we have our, our dancers who are in the forefront of, of, of the ensemble, they're, they're, they're in the front lines, empowering them to know, hey, this is what you're doing. Ah, this is what you need to do better. Uh, this is what we can do as, as leaders. I know that the art form allows us that platform to, to reflect, and you see it in some of our, our choreographies, but do we really see that? Are we really feeling that? Are we really talking about it? Or has it just become, oh, it's there, we do it, okay, and we move on when we can no longer, we can no longer do that. We've really got to make sure that we are making a difference. We we just can't, we just can't go back anymore. And our industry is 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 a reflection of that, whether we like it or not. Uh, and I think a lot of us are doing okay work. But can we do better? And the answer is, oh, absolutely. We have got to, you know, we've got to do better. And I think, um, you know, working, working together and beyond and making sure that these injustices don't ever happen again. And we have another, you know, we have a new generation that's, that's watching this. And, you know, they cannot be told, Oh, it's okay. No, it's 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 not okay. And they're the ones that are going to carry that torch. But it's the structure right now that we need to that we need to change. Jorge, I think you bring up such a strong point because it, it's now. I think we've all realized it's not enough if I'm not a racist or you're not a racist. The question then becomes, what else can we do? to change the narrative and change the story. We're at a pivotal time right now. And I think that's what you just described is how do we do more to change the course of history? How do we do this? So Jorge, in this, in this incredibly intense time, you know, as we're all longing for the day when we can be open again and, and host live performances, what keeps you hopeful and keeps you moving through your day and and getting up and getting out of bed and 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 charging uh, through your day as I know you do. <laughs> uh, Rich, it's you. It's people like you. It's it's stakeholders that have been with the ensemble for for so many years that are looking forward to our return. It's the dancers. My God, you know, every single day, you know, hearing from them and staying connected. It's, it's my, my partner in crime, Irma, who, you know, have all these ideas for us, you know, to, to you know, move forward on, on new projects. And, and that theater right behind you can't wait to have these collaborative works ongoing to share with the community. It's, it's, the, it's the loss that we had for our festival this past summer and all those wonderful works and guest artists 
where they're now just being bumped into the into the next season. And and so I think right now um, we that, that's what keeps us going. And and we're even connected with other choreographers throughout you know the nation and and and, and even internationally in Spain. And and they're also you know uh, wondering how are we doing. And I think with with each other, making sure that we stay focused and this is just all temporary but i think it also causes to pause and and appreciate more we're, we're never going to be we're not going back to normal everyone's talking about oh i can't wait for things to go back to normal no uh you know between you know the george floyd uh unfortunate setback the unfortunate you know pandemic and the, the, the recession it, the, 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 we can't go back to a normal and i think right now to know that what we love could have been taken away and for many institutions they're not coming back and how do we then reassure for that never to happen again so i think this is a time where we reflecting on preserving the art form but get us but more so how do we you know safeguard the institution that we've been carrying on for so long and so right now the, the, the breaks have really made us think about all those sectors of our programming that we look forward to, but more so, how do we, you know, safeguard the ensemble for the next pandemic or, you know, the next crisis? And so, uh, yeah, I think that's, you know, what's pretty much, you know, keeps us going. And as you know, Rich, we've had, you know, conversations, making sure how are we doing with, 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 with our own, you know, institutions. And I think that's the, that's the key right now. Let's stay, let's stay connected. Where can we give a hand, you know, right now, perhaps even space-wise um, or programming-wise, that, that, that opportunity now more than ever could really make or, or, or break institutions right now. So, so well put, Jorge. This, this type of a situation, which I, I heard you say, is, um, reminds us of, of what is really important to us and reminds us of how we need to protect ourselves for the future to ensure that we can uh, continue and grow and um, you know just continue to do our best. So Jorge I'm going to ask you one final question and it's going to be it's going to be a challenging one. Um, Okay so so put your seatbelt on here because I'm going to ask you to come up with just one favorite memory, one single oh. favorite memory of Ensemble Espanol in the Auditorium Theater. Oh, that's a toughie. Oh, man. Uh, oh, boy. Eh, wow. Uh, with our history with the Auditorium, it, uh, you know, I don't know if you, you knew this or not. I might have shared this uh, with you in the past, but the Auditorium Theater, was the stage where I received my high school diploma from Roberto Clemente High School. And uh, I remember the first day uh, of, of the walkthrough, there was no walkthrough, the day of the graduation is the day that we, you know, we were presenting our diplomas. And don't ask me who the guest speaker was, because of the power of that theater and those lights, every single graduate hat was up in the air looking at, where are we? Are those stars underneath us? And to be able to get on that stage and accept my diploma and, and look back at my family and the power of that theater and being already having that passion for the art form, it's like, wow, wouldn't it be cool 
to be on this stage dancing, performing, and licks, you know, you know, a, a decade and a half later, you know, that, 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 that sort of dream, you know, comes through. But I think, um, you know, watching, uh, see, I don't have that, like, watching the ensemble uh, and Dame Libby's works, you know, come to life in, 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 in a format that just in, in, in enriched the company. Um, you know, I think also uh, being able to collaborate, you know, with so many amazing companies that the Auditorium Theater, you know, brings and, and uh, those moments backstage with the different dance companies and it's like, oh, you're right, that's a toughie. I can't, I can't select one, there's just too many. Well, you picked such a good one, Jorge, and, <laughs> and you know, that's what we hope. We do those commencements. Um, whenever it fits in the calendar. And we were hopeful that as the graduates come across the stage that just leaves an impression on them. And, and clearly that's what you described as what happened to you. So. Well, and you know that you in 2002, we also, uh, and thank you so much, you and Judy allowed us the platform to present our Tales of Spain multimedia lecture concert series for grade and high school children. Mm -hmm. And to fill that auditorium with children, as you know, Field trips are life changing. And be, even before that curtain went up on our program, you had already changed lives stepping into that, into that theater. And I know internally, many of our dancers have, you know, their, their lives have changed because they saw a school show of an ensemble um, or they came to one of our field trip Tales of Spain series. So, yeah, and um, again, I'm looking forward to continuing that collaborative, important work because it's, it's, it's life-changing field trips and just attending that historic landmark theater is just, uh, just life-changing. We, we truly need 130 year, more years of life-changing experiences. And that's what I look forward to. That's what I know you look forward to. Jorge Perez, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we're so grateful to have a relationship with you that we do and with Ensemble Espanol. Thank you, my friend. Oh, thank you, buddy. Thank you.